you are a grown human being, but just look at yourself. Look what you've become. You're addicted. It started when you were young, just a little bit here and there. And over time, you can't get enough of video games. Welcome to One More Game. They keep making them, and we keep playing them. And everyone around us will keep nagging. Boy, you guys sure do complain a lot. If it's video game news, reviews, and commentary, we're talking about it. So when your life doesn't allow you to spend time playing games, we've got you covered. This is the One More Game Podcast. And now your hosts, The Stroke and Swift Mita. I turned myself into a pickle, Swift. Boom, big reveal. I'm a pickle. What do you think about that, Stroke? I turned myself into a pickle. I'm Pickle Matt. All right, gamers, welcome to One More Game Podcast, episode 17. Today is Independence Day, 4th of July, 2022. Happy 4th, everyone. I am your co-host, The Stroke. I am here with my co-hosts, Swiftmida and... Never before seen, first time introduced, I'm Pickle Matt. Bros, welcome to our first three-man ACM battle uh, on One More Game. How's it going? Pretty pretty good over here. Uh, What's up, a, dudes? Had a good day. <laughs> nice. Uh, what What's going on in the uh, the independence world for you guys? Did you celebrate? Matt, you do anything? Uh, I lit off uh, six smoke bombs for my two-year-old kid, and then um, now I'm uh, waiting for him to fall asleep. I keep getting notifications on my phone that he's just kind of rolling around, so uh, that's what <laughs> Independence Day is like when you have a little kid. Nice. Uh, I'll be happy to tell you guys that I sent off a bunch of fireworks with my children, and I still have all my fingers. Nice. Well, love that. <laughs> I read a funny uh, comment Jen showed me on the internet that said, sadly, there's someone in the world today who woke up with all 10 fingers for the first time or for the last time in their life. Yeah, seriously. I've heard the the ER gets uh, overwhelmed on July 5th because a bunch of people go to bed thinking, no, it's going to be fine. And then they wake up and it's just not good. (laughs) Dude, (laughs) not good. I actually have a hilarious story, like throwback to pilot training, but... um, we were hanging out. It was, I graduated from pilot train July 3rd of 2014. Yeah, it was 14. Um, and we're setting off, you know, we're hanging out drinking. My parents have gone back to their hotel or whatever. We're at my apartment and we're hanging out drinking and, uh, we're setting off fireworks. We, we just so happened to set off fireworks in. So we lived in like a, there was a loop. So there was a little park in between most of the condominiums or apartments, yeah. whatever, you, whatever you want to call them. And so we're setting off fireworks there and someone sits on a box, a box of these fireworks. There's like 12 of them or whatever. And you're supposed to just light the thing and then they shoot off whenever, you know, whenever they do it. Um, they were sitting it, on them. It just so happened that we left the, our back door open and one of them went off and tipped the thing over and it was just shooting fireworks at our house. There were, it was like a movie scene. There were people diving behind the grill, 
one went into our house <laughs> and like through over the grill underneath the door jam right so it had like a three foot gap but it went right through it landed on my on my one of my best friend in the world's uh toe and then exploded and she had like third third degree burns but we were like us drunkenly we were just like ah, i just just put in a we'll just fill up yeah, this bucket, water. bucket of ice or ice and water just set it in there it'll be fine and then we made the joke all night where her foot would overheat i mean she had to go like to the hospital we didn't take her but uh very shortly thereafter she had to go to the hospital and uh but we made the joke that every time she would just uh her toe would get a little too hot she would just dip it in the ice bucket and it would <laughs> like a little puff of smoke that's that's one thing that right. kind of unites everybody in uh independence day is uh you see people setting trailer parks on fire and you see people setting huge houses on fire yeah everybody's just stupid with fireworks that's right yeah, it's kind of funny every year this country sounds like a war zone on the same day yeah, yeah for our, our our international listeners this is where we just launch fireworks off make uh dogs bark the whole night and then wake up kids super awesome <laughs> yeah freedom well cool gents glad you guys got to celebrate a little bit of freedom and uh if you are one of our regulars thank you for being uh a loyalist if you will to the uh the one more game podcast we're happy to have you here glad you can celebrate with us uh on the fourth and uh we love your support all right let's get to it pickle matt tell us a little bit about yourself for the listeners yeah i feel like that might be a trap <laughs> yeah it might be <laughs> Yeah, no, so, we'll we'll, uh, we'll take off the fighter pilot gloves yeah, for we'll, just one we'll episode, and okay. we'll let you you know just tell us what uh, you know what what do you do, and then what's your uh, your gaming you know persona. Yeah, so I'm Pickle Matt, and uh, you may hear the guys call me Stab occasionally. That's my call sign. I'm uh, like like Swift in the Stroke here, F-16 pilot uh, by trade. Uh, right now I'm in New Mexico, and I'm teaching the little youngin. Uh, fighter pilots just like swift does but at a different base uh how to fly the viper uh so that's super cool uh but then when i'm not doing that i'm taking care of my kid uh i've got a wife here and then you know most importantly obviously i play video games so uh <laughs> met both of you guys in korea in what 2016 right and uh most of the a lot of the bonsai gaming crew that we have now uh playing overwatch and stuff like that on xbox uh but now i've got I kind of went, uh, like you probably heard in the chat, the last few episodes, I kind of went into the ether for a while after Korea, right, boys? So didn't have a gaming yeah. PC, and I got rid of my Xbox and got a PlayStation. Uh, so now I'm a yeah. PlayStation PlayStation 5 guy, Switch guy, and a, a gaming PC dude. Uh, yeah, man. Sweet, man. Uh, let's see. Let's just get a look. What's your number one hours spent video game? in your life oh man yeah we, we gotta ca catch you up on 16 episodes i know right i remember playing one of my core memories uh for you disney fans was uh playing duck hunt as a kid on nintendo <laughs> nes so my brother and i oh. would play that a ton i have no idea how many hours i spent on that but that's uh that's all i remember from most of my childhood so that's, that's why you're such a good shot you know that's right yeah <laughs> speaking of that game last week when we were talking about things that piss you off and make you rage that yeah. dog when you miss a shot in that <laughs> game mm. oh man yeah 
Yeah. Uh, great character on Smash Brothers, though. Super fun. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And you guys have heard me talk about God of War. God of War is my favorite game that I played. So I was uh, big on the Xbox train since Halo, but then I switched over to PlayStation kind of late in the PS4 cycle. So I got to play all the super dope uh, exclusives like Spider-Man and God of War and stuff like that. So I don't know. It's probably up there. There's there's a lot of good games. I'm kind of a little bit ADHD with games, though, so I'll play a lot of things. Well, perfect. That's the perfect uh, type of person we need on this show. Uh, right. You can also fill the gap that we have with a lack of PlayStation experience. So yeah, that's right. Get on board. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> All right, dudes. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead. And, it's going to be a, a heavy episode, so let's go ahead and get right into the news for the week. Possibly. All right. First news piece of news on the docket. We had a Nintendo Mini Direct. So instead of uh, joining the other summer games festivals, you want to call them, uh, Nintendo decided to have their own tiny little Mini Direct. And we'll just hit you with some highlights here. Mostly stuff that we either already knew about or games coming from different platforms over to the Switch. But uh, let's see. We'll ramble through some of these. So Dreamlight Valley, we've talked about on the show, especially in the Disney episode. But it's a it's a life sim slash adventure game. We still don't exactly know what uh, what that's going to look like, but that'll be coming to uh, Switch early access September sixth. Did you get catch any more details on this stab? I I saw a little bit of the video and I I just figured out that I'm absolutely not going to play this because Second Life <laughs> games like that are so dangerous. And yeah, that is true. I don't know how I feel, but I, is it MMO? Like, do you talk to other people in the game? I, I don't know. I, we, Swift and I tried to find information on it last when he talked about the Disney episode, but yeah. nothing. If an, eight, if an eight year old Donald Duck cusses me out like he does in Call of Duty, then <laughs> it's just not, it's not going to work for me. It's just the, ro- yeah. the wrong step <laughs> to virtual reality. Nice. Well, cool. Well, we have that to look forward to if you're a Disney fan and a Switch owner. Uh, let's see. Monster Hunter, I know, is big for a lot of you uh, Nintendo fans out there. So Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak is uh, was announced. Uh, not a whole lot shown or, or going on with that, but uh, new monsters, new environments, all that kind of stuff. Uh, have either of you played these games? I never have. No. Tip- typically, if there's... I think we lost Steph, maybe. I don't know. Uh, typically, if there's yes. anything with monsters or something in the title, I'm I'm probably not going to play. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I also, I also want to apologize because uh, I, don't, I don't know what's happening on the Twitch stream. It looks like we're half, like half of our screens are messed up. We're, we're, we're figuring it out. Okay. Stab drop. Uh, um, he'll be back. <laughs> I also... I just want to apologize to anybody either watching or listening later on. If you hear fireworks, it's because I'm on West Coast time. and It's not that late yet. It's not even 9 p.m. So there's still people out raging and uh, shooting fireworks up and all that stuff. So, Julio, well, uh, let's see. Let's let's get back into the next piece of news. So the Portal Companion collection if you played portal one and two uh that's already out now for nintendo switch for 20 bucks so those are two of my favorite ever 
um, puzzle games. Oh, yeah. And yeah. And you can play those on the Switch. I'm sure you'll be able to play them co-op too. I don't know. The, I think the Portal games for me would... I don't know how stoked I would be to play it on the you know actual Switch screen. Just because you have to kind of have a broad view of things. And on that little screen, right. I don't know that it's optimized for that. So maybe plug it into the dock and, and play on the TV. Because I remember playing those games and they're, they're just so... I don't know. You really have to kind of have your spatial awareness around. And I don't know that you can do that on a on a six inch screen. Yeah, that's true. I, I would say those games are really good to play if you're looking for a co-op game or at least the second one. If you're looking for a co-op yeah. uh, mode, that that's a really fun one. Well, if we can't get Mr. Pickle Matt back in here, we'll just uh, have to keep on keeping on. Yeah. Looks like he's trying. <laughs> uh, cool. Super Bomberman R2 is uh, was announced. They didn't show a whole lot. They did announce that there could be possibly some uh, a way for people to play player-created maps, which would be pretty neat. Um, and then Persona 3, 4, and 5 all coming to the Switch. Uh, Japanese RPG, if you're into that sort of thing. I have not dabbled. Yeah, same. Me neither. Cool. Um, let's see. Pickle Matt, classic PC issues. He's working through it. We'll uh, we'll, ad- we'll adjust the uh, cameras as required, but we'll c- we'll keep on pressing. Yeah, and I have sixteen. Thank you. I I appreciate happy the haircut. Happy haircut day. I appreciate the compliment on the haircut. It's a little shorter than normal, but it's hot. It's I mean it was one hundred and twelve degrees today, so gotta gotta keep it high and tight. You know. Yep. Just real uh, swift as cross com- cross commissioning over to the Marines. He <laughs> yeah. forgot to tell us. Uh, you can tell by his uh, bulky arms. Oh, yeah, you bet, dude. <laughs> All right, man. I know uh, neither of us have played this yet, but it definitely looks like a good game. And this sounds kind of cool. So Horizon Zero Dawn is a, a Netflix show leak has happened. Horizon 2074. They've announced basically a plot line. All of this is hearsay because it's it's just a pitch that's been uh, sent up to the studio. Um, but two timelines. So basically one that runs kind of right next to the end game story. And then one that's much, much later. Um, the main character, Aloy, is possibly going to be featured, but not the main character of the show. And then filmed in Toronto for some uh, solid tax breaks there. But uh, they did say that unlike most video game shows who kind of basically try to reboot the storyline, they plan on telling a like simultaneous story along with the story that's happening in the games, which could be a little tricky, I would imagine. But we'll see how that works. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, because Halo... Definitely took it a whole nether direction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. All right. Uh, any any excitement for you on this front there, uh, SwiftMeta, or half of you? <laughs> um, so I don't Have you ever, Did you play like Horizon Zero Dawn? I have it on Epic Game Store, but I haven't played it. Okay. I've never played it, so I don't know. Um, I don't know if so. Janik, Jimmy in the chat says such a great game. So 
who knows maybe they'll do a, a great job with the uh show and make it look awesome and feel awesome you know it's kind of different when you go from at least in my opinion when you go from like being immersed in a game when you're playing it because you get the like we were talking about two weeks ago or whenever it was the haptic feedback of like the controller vibrating right and you get that like jump from a monster jumping out of whatever uh cave that you're randomly walking by um i feel like it's probably difficult to to just bring that to the big screen slash you know our little screens in our uh, houses but hopefully they do yeah. a good job and it, it'll be great <laughs> yeah hope so and uh, looks like fickle matt is in the chat he's um he's ha- he's needing a driver update so uh it's just really nailing it on his first uh first attempt in uh, oh, is this, this your, show oh, is this your first time dude or <laughs> Cool. I mean, when things start, you start getting more people, things start getting more complicated. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so there we have it. And now we got two I'm Pickle Mats in our uh, podcasting software. Yeah. So <laughs> things are going great. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So if, if you are a Amazon Prime subscriber, the lead up to Prime Day, Amazon Games is offering about 30 free titles on their Amazon game platform that you can download, essentially another launcher. Uh, so you can just swing in there and just literally claim 30 titles. Inclu- There's a couple of good ones in there. Hue is one that's kind of like a, a 2D platformer. It's very similar to Hollow Knight. So I know Swift will be down for that. Oh yeah. And then Metal Slug 2 is a really good... Uh, 2D platformer shooter, kind of like Contra, but much more up-to-date. So there you go, Swift. A bunch of free games for you. Yeah, so I was, I was, look, we were, I don't know, last month we were talking about uh, gaming.amazon or whatever, uh, gaming slash amazon.com, where you get to claim all kinds of stuff. And they, they had a ton of free games then, and maybe I had just, logged in and it was the perfect time but um from what i heard you have to download a whole new basically game launcher um yeah so i i don't you know i don't know that any of the games that i saw on amazon really entice me to download another i mean i have epic i have blizzard i have steam i have right i mean i mean there's they're just countless at this point. So I don't know that anything that I've seen so far really gets me uh, going to download another launcher because uh, I just have too much going on. But we'll see. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat, but I'm also one of those people that's like, well, I might just grab those, yeah. you well, know, just I mean, in case. Well, if it's free, maybe, you know, who knows? Yeah. You don't have to. Uh, you don't have to um, download the the game launcher to actually claim them. You can just click claim, and now it's connected to your Prime account. So oh, okay. Well, that's no good. Ha- no harm done if you just roll through there and click uh, that. Yeah. But. Cool beans. All right. 
what we're going to do here is we're going to go to a, uh, a standby screen. Please don't leave, but we're going to try to reset the, the podcast software and see if we can get homeboy back in here. So he's not missing out. <laughs> so, uh, give us, uh, give us about 35 seconds. You're listening to the one more game podcast. Now, back to your hosts, The Stroke and Swift Mita. I'm Pickle Man! You're muted. Oh, man. I am muted, but that's, I'm back. That's and my you're fault. back, and we're all back, so we're nailing it. Guys, I'm sponsored by Razor, just so everybody's clear. Um, but <laughs> So Razor, send me free stuff, but... Come on, guys. Don't update your apps without asking me. For whatever reason. Oh, there there you go. You got it. Yeah, I fixed it. You guys are the correct people now. Nothing's nothing's fucked, and we're good. Let's go. Everything is fine. Did somebody say Horizon Zero Dawn? Because that that game's dope. (laughs) We passed that. We passed that. We're we're skipping all the news for you, Matt. Sorry. Yeah, sorry, bud. That's okay. All right, we're jumping right into our game's radar for the week. All right, first on the docket is going to be Arcadegeddon coming out Xbox and PlayStation on 5 July and PC on 8 July. I don't know, a couple more days to make it that much fancier for the real platform, but uh, here's how they describe it. Rise up and play with up to three friends in this ever-evolving cooperative multiplayer shooter. Explore multiple biomes, mini-games, find hidden chests, and defeat numerous enemies and bosses. I thought this looked really cool, kind of entertaining, because it's got a very um, like old-school arcade feel to it, and then you're kind of in this three-man looter shooter uh, game which looks pretty neat so check that out if you uh, are looking for uh, a, a good three-man co-op game and you don't have enough other ones to play you guys have a chance to check this one out i did not see that one but shoot we got three people right here yeah it's a, it says up is it up to three friends plus you or is it just three friends what oh like is Play it f- with up to three it- friends. Yeah, so it's got to be like a four-person co-op. Maybe a four-man. Yeah. You're right. You're smart. That's why, they, that's why they promoted you. I'm yeah, a friend yeah, of myself. That's why, they, that's why they made you a major. Mm-hmm. All right. We also have Eternal Hope that's coming out on Xbox and PlayStation 8 July. This is a 2D platformer. You've seen a lot of these from indie developers, but uh, it's, it's a kind of a Hollow Knight meets Inside, if you played any of those games. Uh, it looks pretty atmospheric and, and, and cool if you're into sort of uh, an indie look, but the art style is really neat. Uh, kind of got a creepy edge to it, but it's 2D, so it shouldn't be too scary. All right. What else we got? Pickle Matt, you got some of these on, on here. You want to you wanna hit us with some games? Yeah, I just want to give a quick, quick update. So I have, I have Razor everything, right? And I guess Synapse <laughs> tried to update during the stream, which is super dope. I'm on my laptop now. And as I try to work to pull up my notes again here, um, my W key on my Razor keyboard is not functional. So I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't even type in Microsoft Word. Uh, which is uh, just funny, uh, but I get my notes up now. Um, 
Cool. Microsoft Ford. <laughs> yeah. I, I scrolled. Uh, I scrolled and found it. All right. Cool. So remember that PC versus console discussion you guys had? That's uh, <laughs> strike two for PC. Uh, uh, yeah. Thirty eighty Ti is super dope though. Um, I got my games right out here. I got Stray comes out nineteen July. It's uh, for PS four, PS five, and PC. So if you're like me and you have the ultimate combo there, that's going to be super cool. Um, Stray is basically a game where you're playing as a stray cat, and that's about all I know from it. Besides, the graphics look really good, and the cat movements, if you will, are not in the uh, what was that thing? The the curve, the reality curve there, where it looks weird. Oh, uh, uncanny valley. Yeah, the uncanny valley. Um, so it doesn't look like the movie Cats at all. Uh, but you're basically Damn a stray it. stray cat doing missions as a cat, if you will, which is. Yeah, I- I heard that movie was horrible, so that's probably a good thing. Not one yeah. of Taylor Swift's better pieces of yeah. art, but yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't see it. But yeah, so this one looks actually super fun. Um, it could it could be really, really cool uh, and unique. And it honestly, from what I'm seeing, it could be just absolutely horrible. So <laughs> I think well, I'm going to wait ever for wanted the... to, Ever <laughs> wanted to live out your, uh, your fantasies as a, a stray cat you know, get, <laughs> yeah you ever there wanted you to live in an alley now's your chance yeah. <laughs> so if it's a terrible game they're definitely going to pick up that furry demographic but not much else <laughs> if you can imagine not that there's anything wrong with that guys no yeah. jay nick i know you're in the chat but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, that's funny yeah so cool. no it looks like it could be fun all right. How about Meteora? That comes out 14 July. That's going to be on Steam and Steam Deck. I did not get a chance to check this out. Is this what's what's up with this one? So what initially attracted me to Meteora, Meteora, obviously, was that it's the same title as the Linkin Park uh, album, which was a super <laughs> angsty time in my teen teenage teenage angst. Yeah, oh, sorry. But it's uh, it's kind of like uh, if anybody's ever played Thumper. Uh, it's kind of a uh, rhythm uh, visual effects type game. So I imagine combining Tetris effect, uh, if you've ever played that with uh, Thumper, and that's kind of what you got there. It looks really, really fun. Uh, it could be really relaxing if it's not super difficult. Um, so I hope it's compatible with the Steam Deck. I'm not sure if it is, but um, when I, fingers crossed, get a Steam Deck in the near future, then I think that would be one I'd grab. If you haven't seen the so, trailer, I would go check that out. Just to update you on the Steam Deck thing, uh, there's the there's some stuff going on on Reddit where an algorithm is predicting when you're going to get your your Steam Deck based oh, on gosh. what your reservation is. What? And my buddy, my buddy said quarter three, but it didn't actually. Steam sent him quarter three, uh, but it didn't actually say what year. And the algorithm is showing that he'll get his in quarter three of twenty three. Oh no! When did he reserve it? Uh, a couple weeks ago. Okay. Oh, a couple I, weeks ago. Okay, I, I reserved, reserved mine in. Oh, go ahead. No, I, I was gonna say I reserved mine a couple weeks ago, so uh, I guess I'm getting mine and latter year of uh, yeah. 23. <laughs> you know, they didn't say what year. That's <laughs> that's low, man. They're taking that five dollar yeah, you five dollar reservation was, fee and running with it. He was all stoked because he bought a bunch of games on the Steam Summer Sale. <laughs> oh, no. Those are going to be I'm, super uh, fun in quarter four of 2023. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm also wondering because I haven't gotten, I've reserved, I spent the $5 or whatever, reserved mine. I've gotten no emails to tell me, like, hey, yeah. Yeah, you won't. Okay. You won't. And yeah, you won't get one until they tell you when your estimated ship time is. Oh, okay. I, I reserved mine in summer of 2021. So they were saying that they were going to send out more Q322 emails soon, but I didn't get one. Yeah. Yeah, they're they are ramping up production like we talked about. So we'll see. But I thought it was funny. Your your optimism and hope just made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Last year I reserved it. Should be a fi- it should be fine. All right. So last one on the games radar, um, and I've already taken a week off of uh, work for this one is uh the Spider Man remastered version is coming to PC on August twelfth. So you got that to look forward to. I'm super excited. This game has all the good reviews. You played oh, this, right? Yeah. You anti P PS five, PS four people are gonna just love this. It's um it's the Spider Man game that everybody thinks should have been made like years for years and years and years. years. Yeah. The 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 swinging around the city is like you could get lost in doing that for uh just hours and hours. So Yeah, for for a solid day, day and a half. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, there's people that do that. It and it's a pretty realistic look at New York City with exception of like Stark Tower or whatever else is out out there. Yeah, but uh, and then just I I would turn off the button mashing mini meta, if you will. Yeah, uh, we have to mash buttons to do things because that just annoys the crap out of me. Yeah, it's one my one critique of God of War is like when it makes me press a certain button a hundred times. I'm like, oh, just yeah. let the cinematic happen. I don't care. But you yeah. can turn that off in accessibility. Oh, mode. okay. I did that because yeah, like literally, I don't need to mash the X button to like make things happen. Like it's it's gonna happen just, regardless. Let's just choke him out, kill him, yeah. stomp on his face, and call it good, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like what are they do? like are you testing that i'm still awake or <laughs> yeah it's like it's i can't Netflix. i can't fuck this up <laughs> Netflix's I, I version of uh, are you still watching are you still there <laughs> these teenagers need some interactivity when they're curb stomping somebody so let's make them <laughs> mash the x button cool beans there's our games radar for the week if you are excited about a certain game coming out or would like us to review something, you can reach us at omgpodcastgg at gmail.com. We'd love to have you uh, drop us a line. We'll get to you on a, on a later episode. This week, we had nothing. RIP. Um, but I will say, we our next episode, we're going to start reading some of you guys' Apple reviews because you guys have started uh, flooding us with uh, some reviews. So I'm pretty excited about that. Oh, nice. So, uh We'll start reading some of your guys' reviews on the next episode. That's awesome. All right, guys. Thank you You for the reviews. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, feel free to drop a line just to, like, say hi and uh, comment or do whatever. whatever. And I lost my phone in the scramble to fix everything, so if you're commenting on the Twitch, I can't see it. (laughs) (laughs) If you have any suggestions for how Pickle Matt can uh, have a better use of his technology, you can... (laughs) Reach us at omgpodcastgg at gmail.com. Yeah, it hasn't, it's not a strong showing so far. We'll, I get we'll it. See. You'll bench me, dude. You already got me locked in with the with the salary guarantees and the stock benefits. Yeah. So it's your loss if you fire me at this point. <laughs> All right. You guys ready for the major topic? I guess. All right. We are going to talk about virtual reality. Let's get into the metaverse, boys.
I can't see anything. All right. So <laughs> there you have it. Pickle Matt, he's in there. He's in the virtual reality. <laughs> it's way better than the real reality. It's a black if screen. You're watching, if you're watching porn while we do this podcast, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> this, is, this is a simulation of death because I'm out of batteries. Oh. It's just... <laughs> All this right. Is what death is like. So let's 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 just go back and and see where where this all began, where the where the first seeds of this metaverse were planted. So I'll just rat, I'll run through the real quick, educate you guys on some virtual reality uh, history, and these guys can comment as we go on. All right. So what? How or how far back do you think this goes? When was when was the first concept? Well, you guys are looking at the show notes, so I'm just gonna. Chat. I thought it. Let me know. I thought. Oh, good. I was thinking Virtual Chat. Boy, man. Virtual Boy was the first time it was integrated into like a widely spread entertainment system. Um, but the first time the concept was ever dreamed of, 1935. There was a book written called Pygmalion's Spectacles, where he basically described Obviously. a screen or a, a pair of glasses that you could wear that would essentially put you into a story. And the book is written from that perspective where the person wearing the glasses enters the story that they're watching and they can feel stuff and hear stuff and do stuff in that story. Um, and it's basically the first time anyone ever had the concept of someone operating in an alternate reality. Uh, and so a lot of kind of the way that they they built virtual reality and the way it works and the way you interact with it. A lot of the concepts were kind of derived from that book, which is kind of crazy. Hmm. That guy definitely did some time traveling. It's kind of weird cool. that that one came out to be uh, correct, you know, because like I'm still waiting for the balloons that let me walk on water. You know, they float on top. Of yeah. Me. All the weird inventions they had back then. <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> get, get with it. Science. Uh, cool. And, and then it took another 20 years for anyone to really do anything with that idea. So <laughs> 1956, Sensorama came out. So think you're going down to the soda jerk with the with the fellas and you're going to you're going to, you know, sit down and order yourself a sarsaparilla and you're going to see this machine in there that you can put dimes in. And it's called the Sensorama. And it, what it was was a screen stereoscopic 3d screen with speakers vibrations and it even produced different smells to try to like make you feel like you were in this weird reality and uh, that was the huh. first time it's not really considered virtual reality because you couldn't really interact with anything in there you were just watching something and kind of feeling and and seeing and smelling apparently stuff Cool. So that one's kind of weird. And then in 1966, 10 years later, the first flight simulator for the Air Force uh, was kind of made with a helmet mounted display um, that that really got the money pouring into this virtual reality research. So then we get this years and years of research and failures and slow progress and uh, iterations and blah, 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 blah. Until finally, in 1991, virtual virtuality came out it was the first mass-produced vr entertainment system you might remember these they were in uh places that had like laser tag and bowling and that kind of stuff in the early 90s there were these big pods that you would sit in 
and you put this headset on and you basically were kind of in a motion simulator with a with a VR headset on and they, they gave you a gun. And I, I do remember these as a kid, but um, that was the first time it was kind of integrated, but didn't really take off. And then in 1995, finally, like you mentioned, Pickle Matt, Virtual Boy was released by Nintendo and one year later discontinued, uh, mostly because it had no color and uh, it wasn't comfortable at all. If you remember looking at these things, it looks like a death trap from Saw and then uh, no games actually supported it. Did you guys ever get your hands on a Virtual Boy? Nope. I never did. Just uh, duck hunt. Yeah, yeah. These things were archaic, and you couldn't even play any games on them. It, all they had were like some polygon uh, tests kind of stuff. <laughs> so people lose interest for basically the next, uh, you know, twenty years until two thousand twelve. Oculus Rift, all from a Kickstarter campaign, reignites the public interest in VR, and now here we are. Uh, but. I will say that we still haven't reached the point where virtual reality is like a mainstay. It's kind of a, a niche market and we'll talk about that, but dude, that that's crazy to me that I did not realize that Oculus Rift started from Kickstarter. Yeah, that is insane. It was, it was one of the first like huge Kickstarter like big too. ones. Yeah. Yeah. So that, it like I mean, almost Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Yeah. That's yeah. that's crazy. Also, I just want to say, I guess we'll uh, yeah, we'll get into it later. We can continue because I have basically no wow. experience with this. <laughs> what a tease! Yeah, this is going to be a rough episode for Swift. <laughs> that's why we brought Pickle Matt in because yeah. he's never done VR, so uh, he's going to ask us questions and we're going to tell him how awesome it is. All right, what are your thoughts on the history there, Matt? Yeah, I didn't know it went that uh, went uh, that far back, but it kind of makes sense to me that the government would be the ones that kind of pour the money in and then kind of kickstart the thing. Um, yeah, that happens with a lot of things. Like NASA usually ends up making cool stuff that everybody else wants, but um, I don't know. I think it'll be it'll be widespread. I, I do I do remember the Kickstarter for Oculus Rift. Uh, a lot of people were talking about it back then. A lot of stuff on the news, and then I think it got a lot of attention. Uh, like you said, kind of blasted Kickstarter into the the mainstream there. And then I think people really liked it, but it was still kind of like this nerdy thing that only weird people did for a while, at least. Yeah, I mean, I mean I'll be honest. I still think it's kind of that. Okay, but Shut up, man. <laughs> uh, look at how cool he looks when he puts that thing on. What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, what, are you you ta- yeah what are you talking about, dude? <laughs> Running into walls and stuff. <laughs> All right, cool. There's the history for you, folks. All right, so let's get into a little discussion about the hardware. So kind of the first slash 1.5 generation of this technology was really rough because you had to essentially map out a whole room with these lighthouses, they called them. And it could kind of like sense where you were and where your hands were and kind of tell how you were moving around. And it used the gyros inside the headset to to pair with all that. Um, I actually bought, ended up buying Valve's Index headset, um, which was really cool, except it was pretty heavy. It was super expensive, like outside of a normal gamer's grasp. Um, And then it also was tethered. So like 
no matter what you did, you were still, you had this cord and every time you move around, it's tripping you up on your feet and whatnot. So the hardware has definitely been a limitation for uh, VR up to this point. So what do you have, Pickle Matt? I, right now I have a, well, it used to be called an Oculus Quest, but Facebook slash Meta bought them out. So I have a Meta Quest 2 right now. And then I was introduced to VR by, um, like I said, late in the kind of PS4 cycle. I thought virtual reality seemed cool. So I bought a PS4 and I bought a PS VR. So that was kind of my first experience there. I sold that since then, though. So I've got the Oculus, uh, sorry, the Meta Quest 2 now. It's $300 headset. It's really, yeah, really user friendly. It's a uh, cordless, right? So like Stroke was saying, there's kind of different ways that they do the tracking. So obviously they need to know where your hands are in space uh, in relation to your face. So I think the well, the Oculus uses uh, sensors in the in the headset itself to kind of detect where the controllers are. And there's like uh, infrared lights on the controllers that project and show the headset where it, where they are. So you're completely wireless there. And then with the PSVR, uh, still Sony's only VR system there. You're also tethered to your PlayStation. Yeah, the uh, no matter what I've done, except for the Quest 2, the setup, so I also had the PSVR, the setup is always just a pain in the butt because you had to connect a bunch of new wires. And if you've already got your PlayStation like routed into your home entertainment setup, it's like... It's not convenient. That's always been the biggest part about VR that I struggled yep. with was it's like, all right, I'm going to play VR now and I'm going to have to set up this space and set up all these wires and do all these things. And it, it sometimes doesn't work right. Um, so, yeah, it's pretty rough. I will say the uh, Swift, I thought we had you play at, over at my house one time. Did you not? I don't think so, dude. I think I've, pl I've played one VR game. Um, and I think it was Beat Saber over at a party one oh, time. Oh, but yeah. That, like, and it was, it was literally like, you know, four minutes. That's literally my extensive knowledge. Wow. Yeah. Like the extent of my knowledge Oof. on VR at all. Well, if you're going to play any game for four minutes on VR, Beat Saber is the correct one. Yeah, I mean, it that was great. Correct. Yeah. It's just Guitar Hero in another world. Basically, with lightsabers. Yeah, yeah, with lightsabers. Yeah. <laughs> cool beans. Yeah, right. the, que well, the quest is. Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, the quest. Yeah, the quest ahead. two is super dope. It, it's kind of like the the Steam Deck of VR systems because, like, I've got a. I don't know if we're going to talk about this later, but I've got a, a little carrying case for it. So if you can see this, for the the listeners not watching, I, I would say this is probably uh, massive in in American units. You've got about a. <laughs> maybe a 10 10 inch by uh four inch by the depth on this thing is probably about four inches so a pretty small footprint as far as uh carrying everything that you need to play vr and then all you need is an open space so whereas if you had a psvr you'd have to bring your psv uh ps4 somewhere or ps5 somewhere so i literally took this the i took the oculus sorry the meta quest 2 um on a work trip with me and i was playing in my hotel room because there's nothing else to do right uh in the middle of nowhere so i brought that with me in my suitcase and there you go you have your own little gaming system yeah it, it, i mean it's not tiny but it's definitely it's it's travelable you can check it 
Yeah, you can check it. Yeah. You can carry it on if you're packing light. Yeah. Um, I also will say that the... I don't know if you've messed with the hand slash finger tracking where you don't need to use the controllers. That it's actually pretty works pretty well, which is yeah. kind of crazy. I don't know how. Yes, yeah. yeah, but when you're... You can, uh, you can just put the controllers down and tell it you're using hand tracking and you have to allow it to do this. Yeah. But you can click you can click by just doing this and it can tell when your fingers connect and that's how you click and point to stuff and you can use both hands and you can type and it's kind of crazy it, yeah, it i mean works don't get well. me wrong i know i know people feel like i probably hate on it more than i do i <laughs> i think it's really cool and i love the technology that's going into it and i'm i'm sure we're going to get to a point where it's going to be uh obviously way more mainstream than it is um so i'm excited about it i just haven't you know dabbled all that much yeah no worries yeah so a couple things that uh are limiting the hardware that i'll agree on is the battery life not the best you can't really play for more than about what do you get an hour or two yeah probably two hours and then like with the meta quest you can get the i keep saying medic i feel like a shill the oculus quest <laughs> The quest two, you can buy the, uh, the fight the man, dude, fight the man for a while. You needed a, a Facebook profile in order to play the, play the entire thing. They changed that. People did goodness. not like that. People did not like that. Um, no, but you can buy the extended battery and with the extended battery, um, strap, it just, it's the same type of, it's a little higher quality strap. You can get maybe two and a half, three hours, depending on the type of game that you get out of it. Yeah. And I will say the battery is probably not going to be the thing that keeps you from playing for a long period of time. At least at this point, it's just the sheer comfortability. Like I, I find even the quest two is really comfortable as far as VR headsets go, but still after an hour, man, you're just kind of like, all right, let me take this thing off. Like, yes. At least get a breather. Swift. It's like wearing MVGs for like an hour and a half straight. Okay. Yeah. It I just was, gets, gonna, it just yeah. gets tiring. Yeah. yeah. It and feels then, very similar to, if anyone's wondering in the chat what that is, night vision goggles uh, that we wear sometimes when we fly. Yeah. And by sometimes, I mean when we fly at night. <laughs> um, yeah, they, they're heavy on the front and feel a lot like a, a VR headset. And you're staring at two screens that are, you know, three <clears throat> inches from your pupils for a long time, which can't be good for your eyeballs. Yeah, uh, that's another thing. If, if I was wondering, like, does it give you a headache? Because so I feel it, like if it's if it's not focused per like perfectly, then it would just be like a migraine in the back of your eyeball. A lot of people do struggle with that. A lot of people get nausea um, when they first play, and we can talk about that in a little bit. But just the way the motion is, because your inner ear is not used to that. Yeah. But, um, people do. I, I've gotten a headache before just playing for for a while, just because you've got you know, glaring lights directly into your face with everything else blacked out. Right. Yeah, remember when, remember when we were kids and our parents were like, don't sit so close to the TV. Yeah. And <laughs> now we're like, bring up these two TVs directly <laughs> into our face. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. All right. And then, uh, you know, I still haven't seen a display. The, the valve index was really good. But you can still kind of see individual pixels and kind of this screen. They call it the screen door effect where you can tell you're looking at digital images if you look close enough. 
Um, so it's still kind of limited by that technology as well. Yeah, you're, when you put a VR headset on, you're not gonna. It's not gonna look like you're playing on your 65 inch OLED TV with a, you know, a PS5 or an Xbox Series X. The graphics yeah. are toned down a little bit, but if you connect like the the Quest 2 to your gaming PC, you get a little bit better graphics with your ga- uh, dedicated gaming card. Oh, so you can yeah. connect these things to the PC itself. Oh yeah, baby. Yeah, That's it comes. A real with, win. You can buy this. You can buy this USB-C cable and and plug it into your PC, and it can run Steam VR. It can. It, you got to do some workarounds, but it can do a whole bunch of stuff. Oh, that's cool. And metal metal former uh, said, "I'd like to be able to look around. Seems like a tunnel with no peripheral, and that's actually a, a big part of the um, detriment to a lot of the headsets now. I think the the best you get." What I think the what does the MetaQuest have a field of view of about ninety to hundred degrees? Ninety, I think ninety-seven. Yeah. I think they call it. And that's one of the we'll talk about it in a little bit, but that's one of the cool things about like the PSVR two. They're expanding that out to like a hundred and I think uh, low one hundreds. So instead of getting that kind of tunnel vision with no peripheral, you're going to get a little bit more of that. But there's only so much you can do with the the lenses and the technology right now with the the you know the peripherals. Um, so you're, you're moving your, you're moving your head around a little bit more than you normally would in real life, I think. Right. And, and a lot of the, uh, a lot of stuff they've tried to implement kind of, uh, eye tracking technology where it's watching what you're looking at and kind of adjusting the view based on where you're looking, which is kind of crazy and, and helps out with graphical processing and stuff. But that stuff's still pretty young in the, in the technology stages. So. I feel like we're being super negative about VR. <laughs> all right. All right. So the, all of that being said, hardware limitations, I will say virtual reality gaming is probably responsible for like three or four of my top 10 favorite gaming experiences ever, just because of how immersive they are and how just crazy you've, it, there's no way to describe VR there's no way to understand how awesome VR is without doing it. I can't, I can't. Yeah, exactly. It, it looks terrible on a screen. If I show, if I stream it to you or I make a video of it because you can't, you don't see the depth. You don't see, you're not able to look around. You can't use your peripherals at all. Uh, and it, it listening to someone talk about it or watching them do it just looks pretty stupid. So, uh, I will say if you haven't at least tried VR, find someone who has one at least or or go somewhere and and try it out cuz it is really cool. Yeah, quick quick story. So I when I had my PSVR, I had some friends over and we were playing Super Hot VR. You played that uh stroke? Yeah. So Super Hot's one of my favorite games. It's basically a first person shooter where um the characters don't look really very real. It kind of looks like a computer simulation, which is a really cool effect. Uh so if you ever just check out a video of it if you ever want to, but kind of time slows down when they shoot you but anytime you move or you shoot then the time speeds back up it gets really really cool and really intense too so we had friends over one time and uh we were playing super hot vr and he was dodging all the bullets and stuff for you know a good three to five minutes if you will uh and then at some at some point he decides he needs to dodge a bullet but he he kind (laughs) of loses his balance and he tries to lean on a virtual coffee table that's in the game (laughs) 
So See? as he puts his hand down to catch himself, he just completely wipes out See? and falls over. This and it was why, one of the funniest things. It's crazy. But the, the funniest part is, is that game is so polygon addict or it just looks like a bunch of polygons because they intentionally made the graphics the way they did. And that coffee table does not look real at all. But, <laughs> but he, he, his he mind was, bought off on it, yeah. right? But yeah, you're so ingrained. And in, that's the thing. That's what I see whenever I watch videos. People are so like in the game and they can't. Yeah, I, yeah. I think uh, <laughs> Taze and I have talked about this where I know a dude who was bit was like bent over 90 degrees at the knees. I can't get up because my dog's on my lap, but bent over 90 degrees at his knee or his waist and felt like he was standing straight up and he took the goggles off and he was like, <laughs> and he like fell over because for some reason it just be because of, and, and dude, kudos to the games. Cause that's how real it feels. Right. I mean, it's crazy how, yeah. how your brain reacts to that, but it's, I don't know. It's a lot. Man, you talk about realism. Uh, you guys hate scary games, but holy cow. VR scary games no, are no, no. a we're different not level. We're not talking about VR scary games. No I wish I had, way, dude. I wish I had my real PC. I'd change my voice effect to back to the demon. <laughs> but um, Resident there was Evil one, 7. There, 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 wanna... there was one game I got to tell you about about why I, don't, I will not play a scary game. And it was the Batman VR experience on PlayStation VR. And there's really? this moment where you're you're in Arkham Asylum and you're trying to find the Joker and it does this like psychological thing to you where like you're stuck in a cell and you turn around and the door oh. that you just walked mm. into is no longer there and then you turn no, around no, and the no, Joker's no. right in your face and then uh, you're trying to f- Nope. And it and my I was like in there for about 30 seconds and I took it off. I was like, nope. <laughs> no. That, no. That, 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 that happened to me with Resident Evil 7. I was playing in the dark alone. Uh, and Resident Evil Seven, if you've ever played that game, holy cow, it's it's freaky on a on a TV screen. But when you go inside of that house in virtual reality, and that guy is chasing you around with an axe, uh, I had my cat brush my leg as I was playing. I thought I was home alone, right? <laughs> my cat brushed my leg, and I about threw the VR headset through my TV and called it quits for the night. Man, it about gave me a heart attack. Oh, that's great. Yeah, one more story about how crazy this is. So similar to what you were talking about with your friend that fell over on the coffee table, I was playing just ping pong with my buddy Will for about an hour. Like we were just playing ping pong and and bullshitting because you can have a microphone working. And uh, I went to go do something and I was going to set my controllers down and I tried to set them down on the ping pong table. (laughs) <laughs> that wasn't there so i just hear it. <laughs> it, it messes with you in that way hey it's thank crazy. goodness that they make those uh oculus controllers so durable because i've about put yeah. those through a drywall too and they're still working fine i think i told swift this in another episode but i gotta repeat it because it's so funny but i was, I was playing that ping pong game tell the story again. <laughs> so and, and it matches you up with random people right and uh i'm playing this guy <laughs> And it's a heated battle. We're both pretty good at virtual ping pong, it turns out. And uh, <laughs> I hit this cross table shot and he it looks like he like lunges and dives. And I just hear this like I'm, I'm, I'm talking to him on the headset, too. And I just hear this like. 
and I see his like where his hands are supposed to be in his headset and they just stop moving on the ground. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, are you right? And then it disconnects. And I'm like, oh no, he just died. <laughs> that guy's dead. <laughs> died. So did you, ever, did you ever hear back from that guy? No, I, but it went into my victories cause he quit. So <laughs> winner. <laughs> That's the, one of the best parts about VR is when people take off their nugget set, their headset, it looks so stupid when they put the controllers yeah. down. Cause it moves their arms to where the controller is and their, their head to where the, the headset is. <laughs> So when you're uh, AFK, you can definitely tell when people are AFK. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's so awesome. <laughs> it's funny. There's some oh, good stuff in there. That guy's dead. <laughs> have you played, uh, Matt, have you played Echo VR? I haven't. I heard a lot of good stuff. It's cool. So if you're listening and you don't know what it is, it's, uh, if you know what Ender's Game is, the game that they play in that book, where they're in a giant zero gravity room with stuff, uh, two goals on each side and they have to get into the goals. Think of it like that, except it's ultimate Frisbee. So there's two goals on each side and then you and all your teammates, you have thrusters on your hands. Uh, so, so you can steer with the thrusters and then your goal is to go grab the disc and throw it through the goal on the other side. Yeah, tur- so it's like a tur- eight on eight. Turns out it's just Quidditch. In space, is it, straight up Quidditch. Yeah. Is the thruster kind of like a like Iron Man, where you have to kind of point the thruster to where you want to go? Yeah, like where you point your hands is where you go. Oh, okay, that's awesome. Uh, and it's really cool because before the game starts, you are in this like holding cell, and you're talking to all the teammates on uh, on chat, and you're like coming up with these strategies, and they start coming up with these names for what position you're playing, and like none of this is built into the game but people have like legit strategies so it's really cool but that game will get you so twisted around and falling over because you're constantly changing directions trying to grab this frisbee like throwing (laughs) it passing it and it is it's cool but uh also very disorienting cool beans all right what are your favorite games on there pickle matt uh i talked about super hot vr that was kind of my first experience there um there's a couple Star Wars games that you can play that are uh, kind of shorter experiences. So one cool thing about VR games is a lot of them are, you know, five to 30 bucks. So a lot of times they're not the full price of a 60, $70 video game that we see nowadays. So you can get like a, a $20 Star Wars experience and you get to actually do lightsaber battles, uh, which is cool. Um, I like Beat Saber is kind of the standard um, VR game that everybody knows. Uh, we t- kind of talked about that before, but it kind of brings you back to the rock band Guitar Hero days. But you have a lightsaber and you're trying to uh, swipe at these blocks. And pretty pretty much everyone's probably seen a video of that. It um, feels really cool for some reason, even though it looks really nerdy. Like, and, the- and that's a cool thing with the sensors nowadays, too. You get the um, you get the feedback and the, the vibration. And so every time that you hit a block, uh, so to speak, every time you hit a block, uh, you know, it it feels like you hit the block with your lightsaber, so to speak. Did Beat Saber is a hard one to talk about. Spaceship just take <laughs> off in someone's oh. camera. It's, it's my it's my private F sixteen. That's actually iRobot. <laughs> nice, dude. Uh, I'll, I'll uh, say because I'm obviously the the noob here when it comes to VR. Beat Saber is fun because it's kind of the same. Like like uh, Matt talked talked about, it's Guitar Hero or whatever. 
But dude, like I've seen people play this game on Twitch and do like hard levels and I could watch that all day. It's literally just them standing there and doing this and I could watch it all day long. Like it's so entertaining you, to to see you how to stand. coordinated and like fun it is. Oh. Oh, it gets so hard yeah. too. Like and those people are doing stuff that you're just like I know. What are you, a samurai? Yeah. How, like, how do you? They're wacky, waving, inflatable arm playing two men. It's wild. Yeah, yeah, that's what they are. You don't. You don't. And sorry, uh, I think I took a little micro nap when you were talking about it. But um, I the, it. Uh, not only do you have to like it's Guitar Hero, but you have to hit the blocks in a certain direction, right? So the, right. there's so much like coordination how you're hitting the blocks diagonal up down sideways i mean it's it is it's really cool to see people who are really good at the game play it's well it's well designed because it flows really well like it's almost like a dance yeah it is it's pretty cool yep cool um, beat saber is a good one uh, let's see you played half-life alex have you not yeah i played about two hours of that a couple weeks ago i need to get back into it the i just need to charge my headset again apparently but that is probably so people people will say if you play a vr game and it's half-life alex that's first it's going to ruin every other vr game for you and it right having had some experience with vr now i can definitely say that's probably true um the physics in there are really great the the graphics are insanely good and the uh the gunplay so you're you're basically playing half-life but in a virtual in a three-dimensional uh area uh, yeah, dude. if you uh, if you if you don't know much about this game, it's it's the third Half Life, but it's not Half Life Three that uh, Valve, Valve produced. To basically, they made this game to one sell the Valve Index, which was their proprietary headset that they built, which is we already talked about, really nice. Um, but also, kind of to try to demonstrate to the industry what VR could be, which is kind of what Valve does with their with their games they did the same with half-life 2 with physics engines um and exactly like pickle matt said man this thing just will blow your mind about yeah. how good it looks how well it plays like this is what happens when a big triple a studio that really cares about like the technology and whatnot um puts the time and effort into it but it's very short i will say stroke did you did you play this yeah. So I'm kind of surprised because there's a little bit of scary, a little scariness to some of that. With the, yeah. The head but I'm used to, I'm used to half-life. Like I grew okay. up on half-life, so okay, I knew I what that. I was getting into and I don't, I can play scary a little bit more than Swift can handle. Um, it's the like kind of realistic scary games that mess with me. Yeah. The, the half-life. Oh, go ahead. If we're talking aliens and, and stuff, I'm good. Yeah, fake, fake, real scary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Half Life Alex, you do need the you do need a gaming PC to connect your he uh, headset to it. So if you if you're looking to uh, get into the VR experience and you go out and buy a Oculus and you, you want to be blown away, you have to have a gaming PC to have that one. But there's yeah, plenty true. there's plenty of Oculus games out there, and that is one one detriment to VR too is it, it's got this split console type type thing going on as well where there's an Oculus store and then you've got the steam store. Um, so if you, and I, I own dozens of uh, PSVR games, but I can't play them now cause I don't have a PSVR. Um, so I've like, I rebought uh, 
super hot VR in Steam just because I wanted to play again. Right. I ended up buying Moss again in yep. Oculus. Uh, Sorry, we got that. We got real sidetracked. But other favorites I got. Um, Star Wars Squadrons is super cool. If you were ever a kid watching Star Wars and you wanted to be in a TIE fighter or in a X-Wing, this is your opportunity to do it. And I think it's like a $20 game now. But the game is also a two two dimensional game. But if you put on the if you put on the headset, it's uh, next level. Um, you can set the view to the cockpit view and then you're just looking around and uh, fighting in space with other TIE fighters and stuff. It's amazing. Dude, I, pl- I played yeah, that on Xbox, like on, you know, the controller. Yeah. Uh, I, c- I can't imagine how cool that would be to no kidding be in space and like be looking around a cockpit and like looking at other jet you know fighters flying around it sounds yeah awesome. as a yeah as an actual fighter pilot like that was that was better yeah i'm just kidding yeah it's better than real fighter pilot <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i will say that game is up there in like my top five gaming experiences not games but like just pure experiences that i've had like the moment you sit down and you're like you have the throttle and the stick of a freaking TIE fighter or X-Wing. Like, you're just like, this is awesome. Yeah. And like, up, there's no reference when you're in space, right? Like, up is up and down yeah. is n- not necessarily down. So it's really cool how all of that works. And th- if you've never played VR, this is not the game to try first. <laughs> you will vomit. Unless you, <laughs> I don't, unless you love roller coasters and... This one's it is cool though because you can play it sitting down quite easily. Yep. And then but you will get sick if you have any sort of motion sickness. Mm-hmm. That's um, why I worry about VR for you, Swift, because I think some of these games are gonna mess with you. Oh dude. Okay, you, so now I'll now I'll pile on. So we have uh at Luke we have uh a guy in our squadron who's attached and he's been working the contract to do um basically vr goggles but bfm right so it, it like yeah, yeah for bfm we've already talked about this in the podcast but 1v1 dog fighting basically is how you can think of it uh but we have very canned sets uh which is how we teach the young guys um so it's literally like you put the goggles on you're like yep i want to do an offensive 9k and you click that and it tells you it's instructional right so it like drives you to the turn circle and then it pauses and it gives you like you look over to the side and it gives you like these are the things you're looking for. These are the things you should be doing your le- with your uh, left hand, right hand. Uh, so we've totally gotten into the whole VR experience as far as like learning techniques, you know, and teaching techniques. Um, and I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. So I put it on one time and I, I did a 9K, just a standard 9K rate fight, blah, 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 like nothing crazy. And I took the goggles off and I was just like, <laughs> like, oh gosh, I need to puke. I can't, I can't do this. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. This hardcore fighter pilot puts this VR headset oh, on. He's like, nope. It's so bad. I know. And uh, I think, I think you're right though about the majority of the game. Like maybe not the majority, but a good portion of the game. So I feel like I would get just, totally distorted and and super nauseous yeah. motion sickness has been a thing my entire life 
Yeah, I never get motion sick. And there's been a couple times. One in particular I remember was I downloaded um, Skyrim VR. It's it's the whole game, but you're just in VR. But you can put it in a mode where like you can turn and run just like you do in the game and jump. And for some reason, mostly probably because it wasn't designed for VR. Yeah. I was like, nope, taking this off. I will <laughs> yeah. get sick. If, if you're looking to get into VR, I would definitely do some Googling, some Redditing or whatever you need to do to find information on what games are the best and then what settings you need to change. And there's a lot of people that have strategies that take sometimes months long to like get adjusted to it so that you can just play without uh, getting sick. And it usually involves playing for 10 minutes at a time and then putting it down and coming back to it the next day, which is yeah, I mean, unfortunate. I but that makes sense. Um, yeah, train. I mean that's kind of going to be the the barrier that's going to be hard to overcome for yeah this technology I think yeah but like Matt oh. said just gotta you know train the brain little by little yep and that that's like yeah, me same. going through pilot training I puked I yeah. I threw up every single T six flight that first plane we we fly in pilot training puked every single time and then. Your body just adjusts. So, say, did they put you in the spinny chair? Oh, I went to the bear. The bear, if we call it the barony, it's a spinny chair. It's actually called the barony chair, and it's specifically designed to make you vomit, uh, to get rid of <laughs> uh, your emotion sickness. And I went a lot. I would literally, oh, I would go brutal. from like a flight in the morning to the barony chair, and then drive home. I would make it halfway home, have to pull my car over, puke on the side of the road and then continue my drive home. Like that was my life. In he, weighed, he weighed 95 pounds at the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was I'm not so believing. bad. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Uh, oh, rough dude. You're a better man than me. I would have given up after the first I thought of, vomit. Session. I thought about it a lot. I promise. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, uh, the newest ACE combat game also has a VR and, uh, there's nothing. I think my wife called me an idiot when she saw me playing it, because if you imagine this person that does this thing for real life, so I don't think farmers go home and play farm simulator. <laughs> you don't know. Hey, you don't know. <laughs> but I got laughed at pretty good for playing Ace Combat VR because it's super dope and also way uh, more arcadish than real life. Uh, yeah, 100, uh, 120 AMRAMs. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just light them up, boys. It's awesome. The first mission uh, that you do, you're like, your base is getting bombed. So you're like looking around the cockpit as you like taxi out, get ready to launch. It's so fun. Uh, but I also, actually downloaded um, Digital Combat Simulator just to kind of oh, yeah. check it out. It's cool. I mean, the, the Chinese you, are watching you, you to, now to get into Yeah, they are. <laughs> I didn't I didn't fly with any real tactics, but Yeah. As as I do in real life too. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we just make it up on the fly. All right. I will say my favorite game I played, which really pisses me off because it's like you said, I I no longer have a PlayStation, so I can't play this game, but uh Astrobot VR oh, is yes such a good it's if you don't know what this game is imagine a platformer i won't even call it a 3d platformer because you're i guess it is 3d but you're controlling this little dude who's a little astronaut astrobot guy 
and he's very small compared to you. Like you're, you're kind of in the same world as him and you're like this big robot watching him and controlling him. Uh, and so while you're controlling him, you also are holding the controller that you can see in the virtual reality and you can do certain things with it, like make a bridge out of rope with for him to jump up and walk on. So you're kind of like interacting with him while you're playing him in the game. But he also kind of like interacts with you, like he'll look up at you and be like, uh, and so that's actually pretty cool. accurate. That, that sound yeah. was very accurate. Uh, Having recently played Astrobot, <laughs> but it's just so fun and uh, lighthearted and really immersive and some really cool d- game design and art uh, style. And it sucks that I can't play it anymore. Gen yeah, loves that game too, actually. It's like Super Mario Odyssey, but like maybe twenty five percent of the content, but um, double the interactivity. It's really cool. Yeah, it is really neat. Coolio. All right. Any other games we didn't mention that you think uh, people should check out? There's more. I don't know. Blade and Sorcery is kind of a, a physics simulator where you play a guy that can do magic and wield swords and axes and stuff. It's really kind of a goofy game, but super fun. It's just kind of hang out and uh, to play. Uh, not very realistic graphics, but it's probably good because you're like chopping people's heads off and stuff. Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah. And then using like the your like tele or your um, telekinesis powers to grab that head and then fling at somebody else and it's pretty fun um and then one of my favorite games and take this recommendation with a grain of salt is pavlov vr so it's a it's a very kind of realistic looking game um you uh it's a it's a first person shooter and uh you like reload and everything like you actually have to pull a magazine out you have to load the magazine in and just like a the gun itself like a m4 you have to pull the slide back from behind in order to chamber around and then you run around you know with your red dot sight shooting people and stuff um i will say this is like the game that the parents of 1990s warned everybody <laughs> about do not like, play this this is what's going to drive everybody to be crazy violent people <laughs> um I don't I don't actually believe that's the case. We don't need to get into that now. But um, if if you do have issues with any of that kind of stuff or um, or if you have kids like that's not the one to play with the kids. Yeah, I'll also mention like there are warnings on all of these headsets like kids under 12 shouldn't be playing these really much at all uh, just because it. It's probably not great for their development in their young uh, stages, but. Yeah. Yep. That's about it for me, Stroke. What do you got? Cool. Yeah. I liked a lot of your uh, suggestions. I am a big fan of uh, a lot of the not gaming parts of VR, kind of the experiences stuff. So I like to watch a lot of the like climb up to the top of Mount Everest uh, and look around kind of thing or uh, go scuba diving under the ocean in the Marianas Trench kind of stuff. Yeah, dude, like um, three episodes ago, you promised me a date on Mount Everest at some point. Yeah, we're we're going to be yeah. there at some point. <laughs> Candlelight. A little VR chat date yeah. on uh, Mount Everest. Yeah. Uh, um, let's see, what else? Moss is a really cool game. Uh very Zelda-like in, in its kind of theming, but you're a little mouse with a sword. And just like an Astrobot, how I described, you're you're also a character in that world. So you can, again, help him do things like move platforms and, and that kind of stuff. Uh, it's really cool, really cool art style. I would check that one out for sure if you uh, want to check out 
VR and that one you can play sitting down. That's a good like you don't physically move in that game. Um, you're when the mouse enters a new scene, you're just looking at this almost like a stage and you move him around the stage um, as you, you play the level. But that'd be a good one for if you want to just get into it, right? Like, uh, no, right, no, yeah. no motion sickness. Uh, so F16 is yes. uh, prying about Top Gun. <laughs> sorry, we all love it. I'm going to I'm going to hop in Super here. realistic. Uh, great we're, we're not, movie. We're talking about VR, but uh, 9F16 wants to know about Top Gun. I did see the new Top Gun and I thought it was awesome. And yes, thank you Metal Farmer. I am in chill mode. They these guys know all the things about VR and I I don't uh, I wouldn't call myself a rented <laughs> mule, but uh i'm i'm just here for uh you know some side commentary he's here for the uh the looks <laughs> yeah. that's right the reagan bandana <laughs> that's this, awesome. this episode <laughs> cool beans yeah other than that um oh population one if you're into battle royales it's a first person shooter um not so crazy on the violence but um really cool like there's flying and, and wingsuiting and same concept as Warzone or Fortnite. Like it's kind of kooky too. It's got silly stuff and costumes going on. But yeah, you're you're flying around the city trying to be the last one standing and you can play as a team and all that kind of stuff. That one's pretty cool. Um, yeah, that's about it for things that I'm thinking of for uh, recommendations. Yeah, chat or um, chat hit us up if you got anything or if anybody's listening. Later on, go ahead and send us an email and let us know uh, if you have any cool VR stories. We might be able to read them next time because they end up being hilarious most of the time. Yeah, love them. Uh, all right. So what are your guys' thoughts when it comes to VR future wise? Like, is this is this going to catch on? Are we going to lose interest again? Is it technology ever going to catch up? We'll, we'll start with Swift since he's a, a unbiased party. Um. I, I think it absolutely will. And we've talked about it previously and you know in passing. I think the the concept is awesome and I can't imagine people not buying into this, you know, when it gets like really good. Uh because we've talked about Ready Player One, you know, the the book, the movie. I think I think that you know, as sad as it may be, we're trending towards that type of society um where you just live your life in vr so um i i most certainly think it's gonna uh blow up at some point when when somebody gets it truly right with the visuals um you know not getting headaches not potentially not getting motion sick you know there's still gonna be outliers or whatever like me yeah um but uh, when they when they get it right, and it's like starts to get some momentum, I think it's absolutely gonna just take off, and that will be like, I don't I don't know that people will play normal video. I mean, I'm sure people will play normal video games, but not nearly as much anymore, because you could you could probably yeah. play all the games that we previously played just in VR. Oh yeah, I will. I will tell you about this thing you can do that I, I messed around with. You can basically hook it up to your computer and create a virtual desktop, so you can be sitting in front of a 
75 foot screen if you want in VR and play anything on like you can run your computer from your headset. It's just kind of awkward because you can't you can put your hands and stuff on the mouse and keyboard, but you can't see anything. So like <laughs> if you're not really, really good at typing, like you're kind of like just drinking your virtual kite coffee. Yeah, but I, when I was playing World of Warcraft, I fired up World of Warcraft in there and I was playing it in, and you can put yourself in any like environment that you want. So I was literally floating in space while playing World of Warcraft <laughs> on my PC. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was cool. Cool. Uh, I will go next so we can have Stab finish out on his first episode of One More Game. All right, so I love VR. I think it's really cool, but I, there's some limitations that I'm not sure we're ever going to overcome. Motion sickness being one of them. Like you said, you, there are people who have made routines to get past it, but like the average American, average world person is not going to do that if they're not super, like super motivated to, right? So the first time they get sick in there, they're going to just take it off. Um, so if someone doesn't solve that, we're, that's a wrap. And then... The one major thing I really don't like it for is just the disconnect I get from like my surroundings. So like I can't I don't play this when my kids are home. So I don't play this if Jen's home because I'd rather hang out like or just not be flinging my arms around the living room or wherever I have this thing so set up. Like what you're saying is you can play this for about 12 minutes a day. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, after 8 p.m yeah. you're good to go like you for... can't you can't look at your phone right so like anything that happens on your phone you can't respond to like i don't know it just has this very difficult like you have to fully dedicate yourself to this it doesn't really work when you have a lot going on in your life yeah. um i'm not sure that hurdle wherever will ever be the only way that'll ever be solved and and the quest has this pass-through mode right where you can kind of like see through the cameras and see around you but you're still wearing the stupid headset like it's still a problem um gamer kiaro thanks for the follow if you guys check it out down at their bottom we're at our follower goal we're eight shy of 50 you guys can make it happen yes please. and we love all the support you guys have been pouring out um it's a huge just, percentage increase just by me coming on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally nailed it, dude. 2%. Uh, sweet. So, yeah, those are kind of my thoughts when it comes to VR. I think the company that will probably make this mainstream will be Apple, um, as they do. Um, and I know they're working feverishly on something, uh, but we'll see how all that goes. Until, until someone invents something where it's just glasses that you can turn off and on then it's never going to work because you can't be that disconnected and dedicated to that if you're a real person until everyone is <laughs> yeah until everyone is yeah. cool beans Seb, what are your thoughts man that's actually kind of a perfect segue into my thoughts about vr so a couple things i disagree with a little bit i think we're going to be looking back in like 20 years and We'll look at Ready Player One and uh, think how stupid it looked. Kind of like when you watch like Alien, uh, yeah. the first Alien movie, and it's like that's not how computers look in two thousand one hundred. Like, come Tron. on, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, 
And I, I think you're right. I think you got to crack the motion sickness and immer- uh, immersive problem. And I think the way that they crack that is, like you said, smaller. It's got to be smaller glasses because nobody wants to wear goggles the entire time. That way five pounds but technology always gets smaller and faster and better so i think that'll happen eventually um but where i think where i think it takes off is augmented reality probably mixed in with virtual reality so augmented being like you look out at um you know you've got it connected to your phone or if even if we we probably don't have phones at that point but um (laughs) you're you're getting your google maps walking directions and it's just telling you it's showing you arrows like you're following a, a a a thing that's drawn in the concrete for you um, and that kind of thing. So I think augmented mixed with virtual reality um, is probably the future Uh, or maybe just like an Elon Musk uh, brain implant where it just like shuts off your vision and goes into virtual, you know, Um, who knows? Um, So I, I don't know. I think, I think like you said, if, if Apple, I think Apple has been, there's been a bunch of rumors about Apple making that and they're hiring a bunch of people uh, that work, worked or work in the industry. Um, and like Apple normally does, I don't think they're going to le- release a product that they aren't a hundred percent behind as like the, the next thing. So I think when you see Apple come out with something, if it happens uh, sometime in the future, uh, then I think it's going to catch on. Like you said, the, the big thing with VR that I'm really afraid of is something that you guys both hit on, which is you get, we're already in uh this is going to get like kind of preachy but we're already in the tiktok generation where people are buried in their phones all the time so if you bring that phone uh to an inch in front of your eyes and everything that you do is always projected directly in front of your face people are going to get super disconnected from reality and there's like uh black mirror episodes if you ever watch that that are probably might be kind of spot on and like you said taze like you can't just put a you can't just put a head sorry the stroke uh you can't just put a headset on and like go do vr things for four hours like meta wants you to like they kind of do in their press conferences because you got to change a dirty diaper and there's a kid screaming in the background but the thing that i'm afraid of is that people do that before you know they start having families and i'm not saying you have to have kids or anything but the thing i'd be afraid of is like people just completely disconnect and then they don't have those relationships in real life because they have everything they think they need in vr and then that burden is no longer there. So they can just, you know, absorb themselves uh, into augmented and virtual reality, which is, it's it's very terrifying to me. We already have, Elon Musk talks about the birth rate and all that kind of stuff and how that's going down. And, um, you know, Swift, help us out, man. Come on. We got to keep the Americans, uh, American population going, you know? Yeah, we're, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I think, I think that, I think that we, we could be in a very crazy turning point for, um, for the human species in the next 10, 20 years. And maybe we'll be on Mars to witness it, but, uh, I don't know, man, as for now, gaming, super dope. Love it. Love the virtual experiences, climbing Mount Everest and stuff like that. But just like you see, when you go to Paris now, going on people are like, yeah, exactly, man. Yeah. But just like you see it now, you see go people like going to cool places like Paris and then everybody's on their phone, like looking at pictures of the Eiffel Tower instead of actually like, dude, no looking at the Eiffel Tower. No kidding. They uh, random thing that I saw because I'm a I'm a golfer. I love playing golf, but I they they actually hired this dude to be like the spokesman for like Michelob Ultra or something. 
because they were taking a picture of Tiger Woods while he was teeing off, like from the front view. And literally every other person in the picture had their phone out. And this guy was just there drinking a Mick Ultra, just hanging out. Just and, and they were just, just like, thank you for not being so like involved in your phone. Like just enjoy yeah. the moment, you know? Watch history happen, man. Like yeah. just just enjoy it. Yeah. And that's <laughs> It drives me when Jen and I are at Disney World and you go to the fireworks and it's like the biggest uh, crowd you've ever been in. And literally every person is filming the fireworks with their yeah. phones because, you know, you always go back and watch fireworks yeah. on your phone. Oh, yeah. Dude, I and nobody's great. watching it in real life. And we're like, we're like all these people paid thousands of dollars to be here and they're not even experiencing it like in first person. I can't tell you how many times I have gone back and watched pictures of me watching fire or move videos of me watching fireworks because it's zero. <laughs> I've never done it. <laughs> no, never. no one has. No they look like garbage. Has. Like stop video. Just live. Just enjoy the moment. It's it's like those when they send the drones into the into the fireworks show and it's like a cool view. Yeah. It's like everybody's just watching at the Olympics their phone. Yeah. <laughs> ah, man, dude, it's it's a crazy world. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, your wife chiming in on the chat. Meanwhile, it's on Disney Plus. Just watch it on Disney Plus. If it you're is. gonna film it, just watch it, it on yeah. Disney Plus. Don't There's go. There's a deal. You can get a free trial. It doesn't cost a ten thousand dollars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we don't get any kickbacks, so don't worry about that. That's right. Disney cool. gives us mean, free things. You make some good points, dude. That we really didn't even touch on because we could talk about it for hours. Yeah. But um, the more we immerse ourselves in this technological world the more we disconnect from the real world there's already tons of studies out about the i don't know what generation these kids are called but um they have like major major attention span issues because they they live in a world where they watch 10 second videos at a time in a matter of 30 minutes they've transitioned through 300 different topics and they've absorbed all of it which is insane Man. Cool. So that leaves us uh, sad and depressed about the, <laughs> the current world. So, uh, anyways, why don't, we, <laughs> why don't we get into what we played this week, guys? Heck yeah! All right, pickle Matt. All right. Speaking of, you can't uh, just neglect your kids and play video games all day. Um, my son, <laughs> two and a half years old, not really trying to get him into video games, but secretly I might be. Uh, the Astrobot has a new game on the PS5. It comes free with every PS5. So just like um, the stroke was talking about, really cool in VR. But they also have the um, the Astrobot game on PS5, which is basically a really cool platformer controller demo, if you will. So I, instead of handing me uh, him the controller for the game, I just handed him the controller for the controller demo intro, and he absolutely loves it because the DualSense controller is so, super cool. Like you guys talked about a couple weeks ago. Um, so he was playing a little bit of that. I have some really funny videos of him doing that. Um, and then he liked rocket league when I was, when I pulled it up there. Um, so I bought rec fest. Have you guys ever seen rec fest? Nope. Mm-mm. So I don't, when I was a kid, I played NASCAR games, but instead of racing, I would just always turn around and go the opposite direction and try to cause the coolest crash I could. So this is that game. Um, it's just a demolition derby game. It was on sale. Um, but he hated that game. He hated watching me play it. So 
<laughs> I'm never going to touch that again. That was $20 well spent. Uh. As you can see, Stab has the same uh, mentality that we have about buying video yeah. games. Yeah. Um, cool. So if anybody needs a copy of Wreckfest, let me know. Uh, I played Hots with the boys. Uh, infuriating game. And then <laughs> took a break. <laughs> Took a game uh, break from Hots and played Overwatch one and two, which was even worse. <laughs> a waste of waste of my life. Uh, but I'll probably keep going back because it's like uh, it's really good. It's it's, uh, it's terrible and it's it's fun. It's fun with the bros. Yeah. And broettes. Uh, and, yeah. And Blonde Bandit. Blonde Bandit, the best mercy you've ever done, ever mercy. did see. I played uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, so that was on sale. That's kind of a recent release. If you uh, I lived in Japan for two years, so I really like the game so far. The actual gameplay itself is a little bit flat and the enemies are a little bit flat. But if you can kind of get past that, the Japanese lore is really cool. And if you've ever visited or lived in in Japan, you're going to love it um, because it's just got it did Tokyo really well. Um, And then actually speaking of that, I've got an extra copy of that. I think they gave me a steam code and then a a disc. So we'll probably try to figure out a way to give the the physical copy away for anybody that has a CD player still. Um, If you're if you're living in 2017 and somehow listening to this podcast. Um, But we'll Uh, we'll try to give that away. And your and your latest uh, Creed album. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Downloaded it from Napster. Um, Cool. And then I beat the first Horizon Zero Dawn. So uh, didn't ever play that one. Never got to it. And then finally got around to it. And it's uh, definitely one of the best games on PlayStation. Yeah, weird. So this when, sequ- when you disconnected, that's all we were talking about, basically. Is Horizon know, Zero the, Dawn. <laughs> the, the TV show. One of the coolest stories I've ever experienced in a video game. So I'm not going to spoil any of it. <laughs> but if you haven't played that, it's on PC now. So definitely download that. And then the sequel just came out on PS5, which I plan on getting here in the next few months um it's basically I totally screwed up because i bought horizon zero dawn on epic game store because it was on sale but now i can't play it on my steam deck oh no. oh yeah yes uh. you would probably have to sideload windows and then uh, nah. yeah i don't want to get it maybe i'll return it and then just buy it on steam and then we already talked about it. I was playing some Half-Life Alex, so I need to dive into that and actually get through the rest of the game. But that thing is uh it's wild. It's it's great. The game. things they do with the uh I guess you're playing on the Quest 2, but the um the index controller, because it was it was designed to fully showcase that thing. That controller had like uh, pressure sensitive like squeezing and finger tapping and stuff like that. Oh wow! You could do that. You could activate grenades by squeezing harder, or turn them off by squeezing softer. Like it was, wow! It was really cool on that uh, controller platform. But yeah, uh, yeah, not twelve hundred dollars. Cool, but yeah. One more VR note, dude. If if you have a PS5 and you want to get into VR, I say either spend three hundred dollars now for uh, Quest Two, or just wait for PSVR Two because the the specs on that thing are going to be a lot better a lot better technology and oh it's gonna be so cool i'm i'm tempted even though i have an oculus i'm really tempted to want to get that as well if they have astrobot 2 we will be getting a ps5 oh yeah for sure well they they announced the horizon zero dawn vr game so that's almost a deal sealer for me 
it's it's so crazy now that uh Jen has a desk that I don't just see a pillow fly into the frame and hit you in the face every once in a while. <laughs> uh, I thought she was going to be playing Overwatch, but she's listening intently. So. Nice. Uh, uh, cool. That's all. That's all I played. A lot of Overwatch and hot. So uh, blood pressure is probably not great. Too high. Too high. Nice. All right, I'll go so that Swift can finish the episode since he didn't get to talk that much. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so I played... This week was the Overwatch week for the Gibson household. We played Overwatch 1 and 2, like, what, three out of the five nights of the week, so that was awesome. Uh, Jen and I, we we rarely lose when we're together, so, uh, yeah. Overwatch 2, my thoughts... It's the same thing as Overwatch 1 and everything that's been added that's different than Overwatch 1 I don't enjoy. So the robot pushing map is terrible. Um, oh, they I like ruined that. Mercy for Jen. I hate that level. You like the I robot pushing one? Oh. You know, it I, I, do, no I did catch sense. that. I caught that little dig you had at me. So I <laughs> was specifically playing with just you and Jen. And we we did we did horrible. We did not win. And you just. <laughs> uh, I get it's it. Fine, man. it's gonna be fine, it. dude. You were great out there. I don't know uh, why we kept losing. Our mercy is clutch. Uh, yeah. I mean, we've been having fun. That game is fun and frustrating because it it could be so much more. I think that's my biggest problem with Overwatch. Uh, also, my biggest complaint is that with the five man meta that they have now if your tank sucks you you lose because there's only one tank and as soon as one person gets killed you're on a huge disadvantage so you have to go back it's kind of it's kind of silly but uh widowmaker is really good and i'm about to post a awesome montage of headshots on uh, youtube so you're gonna get some uh, crosstalk of me complaining about the opposite (laughs) widowmaker hacking so that'll be good yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I was saying that too. I played a little bit of Hots, nothing crazy. A little bit of God of War on the old Steam Deck. Yeah, baby. And it continues to be awesome. And uh, it's starting to get a little bit harder, so I might turn the difficulty down because all I care about is the story. And uh, I played about 10 minutes of Destiny. And that is my gaming week. Swift. Yes, sir. Lead us out. Uh, so same, same kind of trend for the most part. I played uh, Overwatch one and two. I think we've all we've all played one and two together. Um, it's been yeah. like a, probably a year and a half since I played that that game, and I just forget ba- like because we played COD and you know so many other things. I forget just how fast paced that game is. Like it's it's yeah. madness at all times. Uh, it's <laughs> it's fun. I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm you know I'm uh, I was never all that great at it, uh, but now I'm way worse. So we're get, we're getting back into it. Uh, so we'll figure it out. Uh, played a little bit of Hots with the boys. Uh, God of War. I've played this week. Uh, I was actually playing it earlier uh, prior to us having people over to celebrate America. You know. Um, mm-hmm. I think I'm about halfway through the game now. I've been, I've been playing a lot recently, so oh, 
I'm uh we're doing some things. We're we're I think I don't know. We'll see. Uh but still loving it. Still uh dude, it's just so it's so good. That game. It's so, it's so it's well amazing. made. Yeah. I just got to this. I don't I don't know if this is a spoiler. Have you gotten to the giant dead giant? Yep, that's I just passed that. Okay, cool. <laughs> Okay, so we're basically about the same spot. Yeah. That is such a cool... Oh, dude. Like, you walk in on that scene and you're like, is this a dead giant? Yeah. It looks yeah. awesome. Yeah. Oh, I mean, man, I'm so, I'm so jealous you guys are about to beat the game uh, for the first time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah. so good. So well done. So fun. Uh, so I played that uh, this week. And then, dude, honestly, the biggest thing... I, well, I guess not the most time spent or whatever, but I was in D.C. this weekend. We were celebrating my mom's 60th birthday, which isn't until September. We, all the family was in town for July 4th, and we surprised her. Um, but I sat on the couch with JMO, Craig, Joe, and myself. Oh, nice. And we played uh, Super Smash Bros. We played Super Mario Kart. On N64, like, oh, oh dude, we were doing battles. Glory it, days. it was so fun to just throw it back to like the old, like we were talking about last week uh, or two weeks ago, whenever it was, you know, when when you shit talk. Uh, but sitting yeah. there on the couch, dude, it just brings it all back. It, it was so nothing fun. beats it. Were you screen peeking the Wario Stadium so you could use the lightning bolt at the right time? Dude, I. I'll be honest. I used to be. He cheats on that man. I used to be. <laughs> I used to be really good at that cheat. I had a a wonky controller. Craig gave me a wonky controller, oh, and I only no. got the cheat one time, so I lost hard. But, uh, but it was. But it again, so fun to just throw it back and play N sixty four with the boys on the couch. Uh, it was great. Nice. Yeah. Jelly. Yeah. Nice. Sweet. Well, there you have it, folks. That's what we played this week. If there's a game that you would like to see us play or review or talk about, at least you can reach us at uh, on Twitter or Instagram, OMG underscore podcast GG. And we'd love to love to interact with you guys on those platforms. All right. As we leave, I want you guys to tell the listeners and the viewers one more thing before they go on this great fourth of july 2022 from one more game podcast swift uh i have the american flag on my butt right now and it's awesome <laughs> that's it nice. all right that's all Michael Matt. first time we're here it was a little rough started out but yeah. you know you finished so to speak and uh, we're all proud strong. of you so what do you got yeah so <laughs> My big thing is when you're doing a podcast, uh, either update your drivers beforehand or <laughs> turn that feature off, man, because my Windows surface is not super great, but it's working now. Copy that. And um, I'll leave you with this thought. If you're playing VR and your kids are in the room, uh, just go ahead and keep your hands and arms inside the ride vehicle at all times. No boxing uh, games. You're liable to take that little guy out. Uh, yeah. Not that I learned that from first-hand experience oh, or anything. No. 
All right, guys. Well, before we go, we'll hit you with the standard, uh, you know, social media stuff. So you can find me from time to time streaming at twitch.tv slash the underscore underscore stroke uh, and that same handle on Twitter and Instagram. And Swift, he uh, streams over there at twitch.tv slash swiftmeda from time to time. Anywhere else they can uh, find your stuff? Oh, just swiftmeda on all of the things. Nice. Yeah. All right, Pickle Matt, this is your first time. How do people, uh, you know, find out what you're doing? Yeah, friend me with uh, I'm Pickle Matt on whatever game system that you play. And then uh, I don't stream because nobody wants to watch that. People lose in Overwatch. Uh, but, you need to make a, you should make a VR streaming platform. I know, that could be kind of cool. Yeah, a lot of people do that with the uh, camera pointing at them and then you can yeah. see inside the headset. Um, the yeah. problem is you need drivers for that, so... <laughs> <laughs> I don't have we those. don't know where they, we don't know where those are <laughs> they're gone <laughs> cool guys thanks for joining us in the chat uh, especially this late night episode on the 4th of July happy Independence Day everyone and I uh, hope you get to celebrate with family and friends and uh, we're always happy to have you guys here if you would like to support us even more you can leave us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify and leave us a, a comment and we will definitely get it to it in the next episode you can find us on apple podcast spotify omgpodcast.podbean.com or anywhere else you find your podcasts and before we leave i'll leave you with one final thought for you gamers out there just because you have to grow up doesn't mean you have to stop playing game on and we'll see you next week on one more game swift pickle matt see ya see ya see ya You've been listening to the One More Game Podcast. Designed for adults who play video games. Adults who play video games who constantly get nagged about it. Nag, nag, nag. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Find the One More Game Podcast where you get your podcasts. Hit us up on Instagram at OMGPodcastGG and on Twitter at OMG underscore PodcastGG. Until next time, they'll keep nagging and we'll keep playing. See you next time on the One More Game Podcast.